G'day all, and thanks for listening to the Football Podcast. You're here with Ash and Garns, and we're here to talk all things AFL and NBA, plus more. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. G'day all and thanks for listening to the Football Podcast. You're here with Ash and Garns, and we're here to talk all things AFL and NBA, plus more. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. All right, Ash, we're back. 2010 AFL redraft, very special pod. Yeah. We've got a guy sitting next to us. I'll let you introduce him. But this draft, just off the top of my head, is a wow draft in terms of role players and certain styles of gameplay but I'll let you introduce our guest and uh, yep, go so from there our, our guest is going to be uh, my brother actually which is Nathan and he um, he's the reason we've got him on for this one is he 
who was actually involved in the TAC Cup and everything for, gone number for, one. for this year. So um, he was an undrafted rookie. So <laughs> <laughs> In my redraft, he's number one. <laughs> um, yeah, so he, he's actually played against a lot of these guys and, and was involved in that um, year as well. So it'll be good to hear some of his points on some of the guys as well. So Welcome um, aboard. Welcome. Well, thanks for having me. It was good fun having a look through the draft and yeah, looking forward to getting to it. Yeah, yep. so obviously, as we've all gone through as well in, in this draft, um, we've seen some of the top picks haven't even sort of made our top top sort of section. We're going to yeah. go eight picks each. Um, just the top 24, there's plenty more players left in the draft after that, but we're just going to go uh, four rounds of two picks each and, and see, what, see what we can come up with. I know, I reckon there's going to be a lot of different different picks and different players are going to be in it. Well, the spots for, let's hit the nail on the head with 2010. That was Gold Coast's first year in the in the competition. They had eight inside the top ten picks or seven out of the ten. Yep. So a lot of movement, we think, that's going to happen in this redraft. Um, but yeah, Gold Coast coming in with a lot of picks. Yep. Did they hit? Did they miss? That's what we're going to discuss, really. Yep. And as per usual, Nath, you're the guest, so you're going to get pick number one. I'm going to get pick number two, and Garns likes pick number three, so he gets two in a row, yeah. as well, per usual. It makes it easy for me. <laughs> we all know I don't have the mental state for it. So, yeah. um, well, let's, before we go in, we've got to make sure you can't draft a promoted rookie, even though they were pretty good. Michael Varlow coming up, coming yeah. up through the rookie list was the main one that I saw. Yeah, a few players changed yeah. from different teams. Maybe and Pods everything. the Ugly, I Yeah, Pods there. coming from the VFL. Yeah. Mind you, he got drafted by Collingwood in 2001. That's how long he was in the VFL list before he got yeah. into a Geelong list. So, Nath with the first pick of the 2010 pick. AFL. Who was, who was yep. there? So, Dave Swallow went number one in the real draft. He went to Gold Coast. Nathan? Is that the real draft or is this the real draft? No, I think it should be. <laughs> in the redraft, who do you go with number one? With number one, I'm going to go another sort of hard-nosed midfielder and I'm going to go Luke Parker. Hey. I, just think, I think he can play multiple positions, mid, forward. He can play different roles, whether he's attacking or defend. And I just think you've just got a ready-made leader there for your team. So Yeah, well, I guess I'm not, I don't think anyone's going to argue with that one. There's, he's, he's a proven star of the competition and he's obviously captain the... Sydney Swan. Yeah, he's co-captain now. Three-time Bobby Skilton medal winner. So, best and fairest. He had uh, four Derby Day... Der- or show, whatever... That, what are they called? Battle of the Bridges? Yeah. Yeah, he's had four best on grounds in that. He's an All-Australian winner in 2016. And he premiership player in 2012. And yeah. I, I agree with you. I had him number one as well, Ash. Yeah, yeah he was my number one. Yeah. So, that's a cross-off for all of all us. All of us. So that, I was... Then. Yeah, no, you... Yeah. yeah. So... Yeah. <laughs> For, for pick number two, who do we have? Um, who, who Harley Bunnell, Gold Coast. Yeah. Um, I'm not against their pick there, but obviously he had some injury and off-field issues, so which derailed his career. But um, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to take. I was out of two players here, but I'm gonna have to take Tom Lynch. Just oh. obviously getting up to 400 goals now, and he's still got plenty of his career left. I think he's he's gonna be the star forward definitely of this draft, and he's gonna be a star of. The, the whole forward realm basically so I think you have to take him this high you well, can't really I, I couldn't I couldn't go past him as much as I, I was out of two players here well he was a former captain at Gold Coast when he was there um, he was uh, uh, leading goal kicker I think at Gold Coast before he made his move to Richmond would have been. Yeah. yeah so I, mean, I agree I don't agree with the second pick but he's going to the second pick I'm going to take in yeah. mind he's still going on the same team um, I'm going with McGovern with pick three. 
I think that's just the hands yeah. down smart yeah. one. Yeah. That was, that was all, I think that was all yeah. our top three. Yeah. That was my two and three. Yeah, <laughs> so they're all my one, two and three as well, which I've been floating. You can make the case with all three of those players being pick number one. But if Gold Coast actually picked those three players, Gary Ablett isn't looking pretty by himself loaning in the midfield. He's got Luke Parker running around with him. <laughs> and they shore up their defence with McGovern, which they didn't get made till yeah. the year after. And yeah, they still had Lynch, but... Well, they only had Rory Thompson, who was just a pure lockdown defender. Yeah. So, and they didn't have a lot around him, so he was sort of a lone wolf down there at the start, and then he sort of petered out, I guess. But we got to make sure, like, does McGovern suit Gold Coast? Does he suit yes. that si- <laughs> system? Like, did, Or there's an argument made for McGovern's success is Adam Simpson's bloody web defence, where they let him float across and stuff like that, but... I'll still pick McGovern at two. I think he's just a great talent. At three. I had him at two. He was second on my board, (laughs) all right? But we picked four. Um, West Coast, Andrew Gaff went pick four. Yep. I'll stay with Gaff. I went Gaff with pick four as well. I think excellent wing, hard-nosed running, gets the ball a lot. If it wasn't for his punch on Brayshaw, he would have been a premiership player and he probably actually would have made a bit more of a difference in the scoreline as well with... Um, the 2018 Grand Final. Yeah. I, I, I think Gaff's, Gaff's best is still. Uh, you could uh, you could take me off yeah. this pick, but I'm still. Uh, I reckon Gaff at, at four is solid. For you can't. You can't. I'm not knocking the pick, but I had I had him lower on my list. Yeah. I, I thought I thought that was a bit early to take him now. I think there's a couple of other players um, that I think should have gone before him. Two-time All Australian only. He's one, he's one of the most consistent players yeah, I reckon yeah. so yeah. you can't go wrong with that right, but only two All-Australians he would have made all I think he made All-Australian even though he got suspended in 2018 yeah uh, he would have he had a really good he was I think he had nearly average 30 as well yeah. that year and was a running machine and dominating that's the why one, was, yeah. he thought it was all going to be such a big loss him going out because that was probably one of his best seasons well the one thing that we all know with Gaff as well is is elite kicking as well so it's another reason why I've, I've got him yep. up there because if you can't kick, you can't play AFL, I reckon. Yeah. Um, Ash, pick five, Jarrah Polak to Brisbane. Who do you have in the redraft? In the redraft, okay. So I'm just going to say I, I crossed Polak off my list. Uh, <laughs> I, I, wasn't I don't even have him in my top not, 30. <laughs> no, not, a, not, a fan, not a fan of his. Um, I don't think Nate is either. No, it's, <laughs> it's hard though because we don't see him as the 17, 18-year-old's. Yeah, like exactly. some of these guys, so they could have been dominating. So yeah. yeah, oh, it is hard. It is hard. Like, to, well, he we, came we, from we the have, We have hindsight on our side, so <laughs> yeah. But he came from the sample as well as Sam Day at pick three. By the way, pick three was Sam Day. I yeah. forgot to mention okay. that. So, um, all right. So my pick at pick five is I'm actually going to go for a winger as well, and I'm going to go three-time Premiership player Isaac, Isaac Smith. Smith. And yeah, I, I think he's another another really consistent player. I think. I think now, even in the later stages of his career, he's actually he's nearly averaging a goal a game, and he's he gets he's just a running machine. Like, and his defensive work rate and everything as well is just elite. So, I I, I couldn't go past Isaac Smith at this so at this point. Isaac Smith picked nineteen in this draft. Nate, do you agree with that pick with Ash, or was it a bit of a lucky grace for him to fall? Two Hawthorne at the time. Well, I mean, you see him still running around now, dominating the game. Uh, I've got a few ahead of him. 
Um, I mean, yeah, he's a runner. He's got skills. He he probably suits the game style that he went to. So it's yeah, yeah. And he suits it now with Geelong being all old. So yeah. he's the only one that can really run. Yeah, runner. So yeah. Oh, I don't disagree. Again, this draft yeah. well, like, to the <laughs> listeners for us. We'll, uh, we'll go to that after your pick. Yeah, we'll, we'll just discuss that before yeah. after your well, your second pick. Oh, well, sorry for, for pick Nate, six. Sorry, Nate, Nate. Yeah, so for pick six, Reese Conkar went to the Tigers. Um, at pick six, bad. Yeah, bad. <laughs> yeah, I didn't have him in here either. Bad. I, I got no idea how he even got that high. Looking at the rest he of the names, has, he has no real like attributes. Yeah, like attributes that a lot of the a lot of the scouts and that would look for. You'd think like a lot of them were going for speed or or height or like real good mobility at a good height at that at that stage and everything like like a starting to get into like the Pendlebury because like they were going off like Pendlebury and um, that's when they started to obviously look closer towards Bonts and, and all them like in the next few years they sort of started going to that those sort of attributes so Conker just doesn't fit any of those he, he must have played a lot of midfield as a junior and well, been that sort of hard body midfielder yeah Perth midfielder yeah. Yeah. it was the first one that's from the waffle that year yep. but just the three picks after this pick from the Tigers they Caddy, who end up being at Tigers anyway, Heppel and then Prestia. Yeah. So like, if they instead of picking up Heppel, and Caddy and Prestia just came naturally how they were, Heppel could be a three-time Premiership player. That's just yeah. how lucky you are with the, what yeah. where you get drafted. Conker didn't even play in the Premierships, so he's yeah. not a technically a Premiership player. Yeah. He got traded to Frio, but with pick six, Nath, who are uh, who do you have? The next player I had rated was uh, I was going to take Jeremy Howe here. Um, he was taken at what pick thirty three. He picked at Melbourne. The he can play forward and back. You, you see how good he is aerially, and I just think the talent he has. I just couldn't go past him at six. <laughs> yeah, that was that was going to be my next pick. He was next. Really? On my, next on my list. Yeah, I had. I oh had wow! Him, I had him that high as well. Just with just with how versatile he is, like Nature said, going back and forward. But yep. even when he's down back, he's also versatile in going being able to play a lot bigger than he is, and he can play on the smalls as yep. well. So, yeah, it's a great pick. With, um, with his with his slip. skills as well, like I, I would have loved to see him if if he's running capacity could handle it on a wing I think he'd be really damaging there well Melbourne leading goal kick in 2013 so he started his career as a half forward then came Collingwood wasn't that good at half forward moved him down back and I think all three of us being massive Collingwood fans would just say that he should have been an All-Australian one of those years (laughs) before the knee injury but I've got a question for you too how many mark of the years has Jeremy Howe won Seven. No, he's only. I think he's only has won he, two. Has he won any? He's won one. Yeah, I think he's only won the one. The greatest, like, yeah. the greatest marker I've seen in the last twenty years has only won one of them. So yeah. they they said on they said on one of the games the other on the weekend how many mark of the year um, uh, uh, nominations. nominations he's had. Yeah, he's, he's had, had the most. It's incredible. So yeah. you went how is six? Wow. Yeah. So the reason I stopped you before is because I just wanted to say after this top six picks like how how many of these guys weren't even like near the top 10 of picks like a lot like i think luke parker was 50 40. or 40 like then jeremy howe's 30 luke parker um, went 40 yeah like, like yeah. we said isaac smith was 19 like they're all 
all these guys are like stars of the competition or have been stars of the competition. And well, like, Tom Lynch was pick eleven. Yeah. Who, McGovern, pick? No, McGovern, no, McGovern was a preseason. Was, yeah. Oh, a rookie. Sorry, yeah, it was, yeah, it was a rookie, rookie drafted, one. So and he was one of the last ones as like, well. And we've pretty much haven't even double. We haven't got anyone pretty much from the top ten that was originally picked there. Yeah, Jeremy McGovern was a third round pick, forty four. Except, except for Gaff. Gaff was the only one that was picked originally yeah. in the top ten that we've even got in. Yeah, just so where did you have how in your redraft in your board five did you yeah i had him at 10 i had him at four yeah, yeah. So, oh my god yeah. and what, what about um isaac smith where do you have him i uh, had him at eight i had yeah. him at, i had him at six so we're, it's a bit different but like I, you could I, I you could argue your point and i'll be easy to <laughs> easy be convinced to sway, yeah. because like from pick one to three i think those three with Parker, McGovern, Lynch have had the three best careers out of all of them, but from the rest down, it could go either way. So. All right, let's take a quick break and then we'll come back for round two. Yeah. Well, we had a pretty interesting conversation off air, um, but Nathan, you got picked seven, but you just had a go at me having gaff so high. What's that so, about? I wasn't having a go at you. I just said it threw me off because you didn't have him that high. Nathan was on the in the same boat. He had him even lower than me. <laughs> yeah, I know, but so you could convince him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not fair having both bloody bro- brothers in the bloody podcast. They got the same mind. It's like playing poker against you two all over again, trying to bully me. It's shit. It's not our fault. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it took you an hour to get me out though. <laughs> um, anyway, with the seventh pick, Nathan Josh Caddy went to the Gold Coast. Do you have any interesting stories about Caddy or? Nah, nah, never. I don't remember playing against him. Um, but with this pick, I've gone Jared Lyons, who's a very strong-bodied oh, midfielder. Wow. And I just think, although he's sort of, he's changed clubs once or twice. Three. Three. He just never sort of got his got a go, and they didn't really trust him, I don't think, like Brisbane have. And now that they've given him the trust and he's, they've played him in the middle where he probably should have been playing all along, they're reaping the rewards. Well, he's not the fastest we, type. But of we've we've spoken about this before as well. And he's he's not he's obviously not the quickest guy or anything like that. But he he does the right things. He, he finds a footy. He does everything he needs to do. Hits but, a, hits the packs hard. But we spoke about it. I think earlier on in the podcast as yeah. well about Jared Lyons and how ridiculous it was that Gold Coast even just um, just let him go for nothing. Like to, to the player that he was, like, it's not like he wasn't doing anything at Gold Coast. I think he still averaged twenty eight. Disposal or something like that at Gold Coast, and then he was gone the next year for nothing. Yeah, so and he played. Like, what are you doing? Like that was when you just start questioning Gold Coast list management. And he's, he's just a pure footballer. Like, yeah, he, he doesn't have anything that stands out, but he just does everything. Yeah, can go well. in the air as well. Like he's very underrated yeah. with his marks. Well, he's even kicking goals and that now as well. Like, well. He's hitting the scoreboard. So, well, that comes to it. When he was at Adelaide, six seasons there, played fifty-five games, hit the scoreboard, kicked thirty-two goals. What the one season was uh, two seasons ago at Gold Coast, thirty seven games, kicked seventeen, and then as soon as you come to the Brisbane Lions, seventy four games in the last twelve games he's played, he's kicked thirteen goals. So yeah. he's starting to really add that into his game. And in their Marcus Ashcroft medal, which is the best on ground for the Q clash between Brisbane and Gold Coast, he's won it twice since he's moved to Brisbane. So do you think yeah. he's having a personal <laughs> vendetta against yeah. Gold Coast? Like I, I didn't have him this high on my board. I think um think there's one player that you guys are just overlooking quite a bit and i don't know if it's a personal reason about the used to but i'm hoping you don't pick him with the next pick ash we pick eight dyson heppel went to essendon talking about a lucky fall for heppel 
um, captain. I think but they, you played you play Yeah, he, he was a star junior, so he he was always going top 10. Just yeah. a natural footballer, tall, could run, mark, kick, few arms. Do you reckon it was the dreadies that made him look flashy? Or? I think he stood out definitely because of that. Yeah. He, he could play, so um, Essendon got a good one there, I think. Yeah, I, I like that pick in yeah. the real draft, but surely there's someone else. I know exactly who you, I reckon I know exactly who you guys are talking about. I reckon you're thinking of Basha Hooley. No, okay, but I, I like that. On my list. Yeah. Fine. Um, okay, my, my next pick, uh, once again, I'm tossing up between two again, and I almost, I almost changed it, but I'm going to go back to my original pick. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Just literally while we're talking, that nearly, nearly changed while I was going for it. So my, my next pick is, even though he's a bit, he's a bit injury prone and he, he has a few soft tissue injuries, I'm going to go with Dion Pressier. That was my next and pick. I was thinking that he's when he's when he's on the field and when he's playing, the human he, meatball. He is he is so good. He's like he's the key to Richmond this season if if he can stay on the park because he's just he's on, he honestly just racks up possessions, but it's not bad possessions either. It's he really uses the ball. He's even started hitting the scoreboard as well as a midfielder and starting to go a bit more forward. But he, he but yeah, you, you can't go past him. Three-time Premiership player and in 2019 was the best and fairest winner in a Premiership team. I think you're doing pretty well if you're winning a BNF in a, in a Premiership team. But also, he was a vice-captain for three seasons at Gold Coast and he's, when he got drafted there... Um, uh, I, I think it was a great pick because he was probably the most damaging player in the TAC Cup that we... we could not stop him. He pretty much carried Calder. Really? Mean, obviously, with Liberatore and Wallace in their yeah. midfield, they were pretty good. But he was an absolute star. So. Well, he went pick nine. So he went only one pick ahead of where he originally drafted. Yeah. I, had, I had him at nine as well. I had him at five. Oh, I rate Prestia highly. He's yeah. a human meatball, mate. He just bashing and crashes, get, gets good looks. That really throws off um, my... My pick, because I had, I was thinking that you'll go with something else, but I think because I've got the next two picks, so Pressier went nine to Gold Coast. I'm actually going with Heppel. Yeah. Uh, I'm yeah. not going to say any more with that. Like he, captain of Essendon, he won the Rising Star Award. I think he's very good. But at number ten, yeah, I got the tenth pick. Where Daniel yeah, on, on Heppel though, just quickly. Yeah. He's a really hard one because he's had some really up and down years and obviously been really injury interrupted. As much as he's the captain, he had he had two or three like really standout seasons where he really got going and he was dominant. But I think he was playing more midfield then. Yeah. Yeah. I think they moved him into the midfield and then he's kind of gone back to half back and he's sort of. Well, he's my whole thing. Can't really say he's a star player anymore like with how he plays. Like, no, nah, he's not a real true backman either, but. When Heppel went into the midfield, I kind of agree with what you're saying. Like, he was a good player then. I reckon his three years when he played midfield, one of the best three years that I'll take him that high, knowing that I'll get those three years. That's why yeah. I pick him. Was, was the power in his dreadlocks? Because when he <laughs> cut them off, he <laughs> definitely hasn't been as good since. <laughs> he may have to go on back. But would you, if you're the Essendon coach, would you be putting him back in the midfield now to... To sort of add that bigger body, add that defensive element to their midfield, and have Merritt and Parrish running around. Yeah, with well, him, I actually really like that because that—that's probably the one thing they're missing. They've tried Andy McGrath in there, but he's an actual natural half back. Why would you not swap him back to half back where he was playing really good footy when he came in, and put Heppel back in the midfield, like you said, and and add that consistency to their midfield? 
Well, because... my whole argument is, if you're a coach, wouldn't you have the best midfielders in the in the midfield, especially if your head's on the chopping block? Wouldn't you do yeah, that? 100%. So, and Heppel is definitely that, but unless think... he's carrying an injury that we don't know about. But have they forgotten that he's a midfielder because he's played backline now for four seasons? No, nah, just or whatever it is. I think they just want a good classy kicker coming out. That's yeah. coaches get so blindsided with oh, this player can do this, let's put him in that position. Like, if they're naturally good at something and you're losing in the trenches, in the midfield, then you've got to go with yeah. that. I think they're going for someone who can accumulate touches or run out of the pack with power, but I think he's going to, yeah. He's my gonna, my he's argument... Gonna, he's going to create from there, and him and Merritt, I think, would work really, really well together because you add that big body with defence, and Merritt can then work off that. You're still going to have Darcy Parrish running around like a headless chook getting shit possessions, yeah. but... <laughs> He's still, he's still, he's still there. Like you can still count on him to, I mean, get the ball. Well, my argument, let's say, answer your argument with a valid question. Do you keep Penbury at halfback, or is he still the be- one of the best midfielders at Collingwood? Well, you're saying at the end of games, look, like, yeah, yeah look matters, what's happening. Yeah. Exactly. So, wouldn't you do that with it's Heppel? The same as, it's the same as basketball. It doesn't matter where you start, but it's where you, you finish. finish. You yeah, exactly. <laughs> you don't mind, you're not. Be- Tyler Hero, anyway. <laughs> um, no, it's an interesting conversation with that, but I still... Heppel's three best years, for me, is good enough for yeah. a pick nine. No, I'm not, I'm not, and he I'm goes to Gold Coast. With, I'm not happy with He goes to Gold Coast. So, yeah. Gold Coast get Parker, McGovern, um, and Lynch, and get Heppel. And, Heppel. <laughs> and <laughs> who went like seven? And, and Lions. They and get, still Prestia? Um, Prestia went eight, yeah. didn't he? No, nah, he went to Essendon. So, yeah, they get Lyons, Heppel, Parker, McGovern, Lynch. And I think And, and Ablett and, and Campbell Brown and... Yeah. <laughs> um, Jared, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Jared Brennan yeah. and Bock. No, I, I like that um, pick. At pick 10 was Daniel Gorringe. Was that his name? Is that how you say yeah. his name? Yeah, yep. horrid top 10 pick. Yeah, that didn't work out, did it? No. <laughs> well, he had a great off-field season. <laughs> great Twitter, social media... Yeah. Great, like he's had a good career off field. Yeah. But. Now uh, with this, I, I, want, I toss up between two players, but I'm going with my gut because I'll. I'll I hope you go with Guthrie. I'm going with Guthrie. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I think, as we said off no. air, Ash, before. I reckon you change that because I'm telling is. you about it. No, 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 no. It's it, like I, I'll, if you said this other player, That's I would have would have gone okay with it. But Guthrie's continually, continually getting better outweighs the um, just the solid two or three seasons that I've got the other player because so, he keeps improving yeah. and keeps becoming better and becoming the number one in a in a loaded midfield when he got drafted from the Cats. So this this is why Guns and Guns and I like to keep our don't like to not talk off air because. He really likes to just copy my stuff. So oh, whatever. <laughs> we literally spoke about this before, and he, I said, you, you have to have Cam Guthrie up high because he's literally started. He's literally been almost the same model as Jack Steele. Has started as a defensive mid slash tagger, and then he's turned slowly turned himself into a real ball winner that can that can be a defensive mid as well and beat players off the ball no that wasn't the seal the seal yeah. was the seal was when you get the number 29 from Geelong after the other one left to go to Gold Coast you got to be pretty good and I think he's done the number well is is he still underrated yeah. yes yeah. yeah 100% yeah he's one of those guys that is yeah he's still still underrated and, yeah. and he's he's an all-Australian now as well and yeah, he's still he's in the still co- to- co- topic of um, 
um, all Australian squad all the time in the last three years. Um, Ash, pick 11, which was Tom Lynch going to Gold Coast. Just mind you, Luke Parker, McGovern, Lynch, Lyons, um, Heppel, and now Guthrie going to Gold Coast. Who's the next Gold Coast player? Yeah, okay. I'm going to go this guy. One, I do think he would fit in really well with, so far, the team that we've picked for Gold Coast, which we should have been recruited for the list <laughs> management back in the day. But um, with, with this pick... I've actually changed my pick now. Um, I've just gone from 9 to 10. I've just switched them around. Um, and I'm going to take with pick... Which pick was it? 11. 11. Yep. I'm going to take Basha Hawley. Uh, I think, well, realistically, he should be a Norm Smith medalist. Two-time. Um, he, well, he definitely should be one. One of them was definitely stolen from Dusty, and I think it's just because he had a couple of... Goals at the end that didn't really matter since the game was. You didn't have the out. name Dusty Martin, that's why. Yeah, basically. But um, I think you've got to take him here just because of how his career's progressed. And I didn't really like him at the start, but how he's gone about it and how he's then continued on and how much he creates off the back line for them and stuff, you can't really go past him. Unheralded, unheralded tough player as well. Like playing through. He can really defend as well. Yeah, he? yeah, he was a, a good one-on-one defender. Like there was nothing. There's nothing bad about his game. He was tough. He played through injury in the 2020 Grand Final. Played through a pull, pull calf muscle. Like it was gone off the bone. He still be able to run and yep. damage, damaging kicking. So I didn't have him this high. I know I'm a bit yep. like that. Might surprise you, Ash. Seeing as how big I am. Nah, I actually put moved him up real late. Just purely off. I think I gave him a little bit extra purely off. Um, premierships and stuff now. Yeah, but I think you have to look at if because he's then played so well in the grand big games. finals, big games, which adds to you just has to add to how how good of a player you are. Don't, if you can't perform on the biggest day, then it's gonna it's gonna drop your stocks. So yeah. I think you've got to got to give him a little bit of extra purely off that. Pick twelve, Melbourne had this pick. Lucas Cook, never heard of him. <laughs> he didn't play a single AFL game. Boom. He was a centre forward. Didn't I play think, a single as a junior. Game. Really? So I think they were hoping he sort of grew into his body and, and took over a key position. Well, he was crap home. anyway. He's not playing <laughs> an AFL game. But um, pick tw- it, it, going by the draft, it's pretty crap after that. Like <laughs> the picks are like what? <laughs> but um, pick twelve, Melbourne. Who do you have, Nathan? Classic Melbourne. Yeah. Classic <laughs> Melbourne. No, they were bad. At that time. Though. I actually went sort of a, a player similar to Julia, an attacking halfback, and I oh. went with Brody Smith. Oh. He's really damaging it. If you can get the ball in his hands, he can really help his, help your side out. He, he, again, he's one that can defend if he needs to, but um, I think Adelaide just like to release him and, and use his foot skills. Hey. Is he... <laughs> Did you have him there? Uh, I had him, so he went pick 14 in the real draft. I had him around the mark there as well. But See, so here's, here's another one that's kind of very underrated for what he what he can do. I I feel like he's one of those guys that we could have drafted at pick 7, but we also could have drafted him at pick 20. Yeah. I think he's almost like an Isaac Smith. If he went to Hawthorne, I think he could have had a similar yeah. career to, to what yeah, he's if you played this, Yeah, if you played this 100 times over and he got picked in different scenarios, his career could be completely different. But the and one thing that we're not listen, uh, not yeah. mentioning is he played in the All-Star game in 2020. He was in the All-Stars. Yeah. So not by not just by Adelaide 
fans, but other coaches and other players, I think that he's that good of a player to play in an All Star yeah. game. And is he also one of those, um, one of those things where he had those couple or three three years of injury riddled years, so he missed those three years. So they're like, oh no, he's only done it for two or three years now. So he kind of, I think people sort of overlook it and go, oh, he's only done it for two, three, four years, where this guy's done it for eight, whereas. He was doing it before his injury, then he got injured, couldn't get back on the park consistently, and then when he's finally got himself right, then he's doing it again. I, f- I find that Adelaide have a lot of players that look the same. Brody Smith looks like when Rory Atkins was playing, they're all, they all look the same. So you think the same player got 100 touches. But no, I think Adelaide, in their, if you actually look at how bad Adelaide retained their players, like who they drafted throughout the years, like it's just... it's like. Their scouting department's really good. It's just their list managers keeping those players. Yeah, thank God that training camp's done. <laughs> <laughs> but is he a culprit of that grand final in 2017 where his career's been forgotten about because of how bad Adelaide turned up? Turned, Adelaide, yeah. Like, yeah. I, think, I think the whole of Adelaide, like every player at Adelaide, yeah, well, even Sloan, like down, everything. Sloan, Walker, and, and you, like, they're all coming back into it now. They're sort of flying on their feet again. Yeah. Well, Eddie Betts wasn't the same. Yeah, but that's that. that's what like it was. Some, I don't know what. Josh Jenkins. Let's not get, it, let's not yeah, get into that training camp because I don't know what happened in that training camp. Yeah. So let's go have a quick break. Let's have a halftime break. So, uh, Ash, you got something to answer for? But yes. we're gonna just ignore it, plow through it. Just oh, I'll happily change my pick. Well, no, because I actually had him in there too. So <laughs> we can't, can't do it. But. No, we'll just accept the yeah, fate of that it. That was Nathan pointing that out. Yeah, wasn't good job, Nathan. I didn't have him on the list, so I thought <laughs> <laughs> He smelled something fishy. <laughs> he thought he missed him, and then he's like, no, I was right. Yeah. But pick 13 was Seb Tate. You said you haven't heard of him, Nathan. So No, I haven't. Uh, where, where did he go? Glenelg to Gold Coast. Gold Coast. Coast. He was another, good, at Glenelg. Another yeah. good pick by Gold Coast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So who do you have in the redraft pick? 13. This is where it gets tough, and I am tossing up between a fair few players, yeah. But I know this was a father son, and, and oh, they didn't have rights yeah, to him, yeah, but bastard. I am going Liberatore. So that was my one that I was tossing between Guthrie and yeah. Liber, just to let you know. No, Premiership just, player? Yeah. And best appearance winner? Just, just a clearance based, and again. <laughs> Worst we tattoos. Keep, we keep going back to Ablett and the help that he would have had. Oh, yeah. He could have had Parker and Liberatore and, and all the players that we've listed now helping him. We'll be talking about a three, three-team three premiership player at Gold Coast, that's for sure. With, with oh. all those mids. Yeah. Well, it, the, it's not the fact that they missed on all of their picks, but they re- they, they've rarely hit here. And that's that's been the big thing, like the... There's so many guys that have like haven't even played a game, or no one even knows who they are. Like if they had to play fifty to hundred, like to hundred games, and then they petered out or injury or just showed something. Yeah, like showed something. But if I said injury. to you, like, like Harley Bennell, like if you, yeah. if, like for example him, like he he could definitely go in our draft because of how good he was at the start. Unfortunately, yep. he had injuries and off-field inju- off-field issues, but you could still say oh, that's a great pick. But unfortunately, how could you tell the rest of it? You, okay. you didn't if, know. If it was but if, talent, like, yeah, you go. Yeah, sorry, if it was talent alone, like he would just be top five every time yeah. you'd, you'd re-pick it. But. Yeah. But if I said to you, Josh Caddy, best at pick seven, or in our redraft, Jared Lyons is best, who do you go? Jared Lyons. Jared Lyons, for sure. So they did mess up on their, a lot of their picks, like in terms of their, uh, by their best. But like you said, we have the 
um, hindsight ability right now. So it comes into play. But honestly, Josh Caddy instead of Jared Mines makes a huge difference in that field just on that alone. And if you go down Presley out nine and Heppel, like it's about the same because they just swap their positions. So yep. in the end of the day, it's what who you choose and what scenarios play out. So I'm, I don't disagree with that uh, pick 13 because I had him. I had him. <laughs> my next pick anyway so Libba a good pick like I said premiership player he is a bit tad slow like you can see that now with how fast the game's move but like you said clearance animal and tackling machine unlike you Ash you don't tackle yeah that's fair yeah <laughs> pick 14 was Brody Smith we already touched on his career yep. who is Adelaide selecting in the redraft with pick 14 Adelaide is Go two ways here again, and I want to, I want to, I want to say him because I think he's had the last couple of seasons. He's probably had a bit better season, a bit better seasons than this other guy. But I think overall, and him being a captain, as but, well, no, no, I'm go the original number no. one pick of David Swallow. I'm going to put him in here. Um, I was tossing up between someone else, but I'm going to go with David Swallow just because of I think he's been consistent in his first few seasons was probably the only ones that really helped Gary Ablett in the, yeah, at that yeah, time. I, I really like him. I think he's a he's a gun and maybe his body hasn't held up because of the pressure that he that he was put under early. Um, but before I think I, you'd want to play with him. Yeah, before I ask you this question, Nath, because obviously you played against him in Tac Cup, yeah? No. Nah. Nah. Or didn't I swear Gold Coast he played for Gold Coast in the Tac I think, Cup. Uh, I don't know if I, I, don't, I don't think he played. Oh no, he was East Fremantle. He played at yeah. East Fremantle. So my bad. No, um before I ask you this question anyway, because I know you can answer it, is he one of those um, players that because they got dubbed the number one and didn't live up to the, or oh, he's meant to be this, yeah. that everyone just cancels his career out? Like they don't give him the... Yeah, because he, he hasn't so. had the best career. Yeah, because like, someone might have overtaken him. He sort of gets yeah, yeah. maybe overlooked. But I mean, if you picked him at probably five onwards, you probably would have been really happy. Like he's had a pretty long career. Yeah, he, he, captain. I mean, he's club. captain. Yeah, and he's still winning the clearances with Matt Rowe helping him adjust to life as well. I'm not against that. I didn't have him this high, but again, like I said during this pod many many times, <laughs> I yeah I can see your case for the argument, and I'm not going to argue that point. But I got 15, and I actually thought Ash, this was who you were taking. He's a captain of a club in a club that is dominate or not dominating this year, but in the last two years made a couple of um, prelim finals. Great um, backman. I'm going with Tommy Jonas. I, he wasn't even in my list. I lo- <laughs> I actually love Tommy Jonas. He gets he doesn't get the recognition he deserves as being one of one of the best one on one defenders. Not the best. I know it's Weedering's the best. Mm. All right, but he's definitely top three in my eyes. As backman, good leader. He's good culture setter. I like him. I'm taking him at 15. He was very high on my See, we, this is where we need the video on, because if you had a scene, mine and Nate's look at each yeah. other, we both agreed. <laughs> just with our, with, our, with our eyes, we just both agreed that there's not a chance he is one of the top three. Well, put it this way. He goes he goes to Geelong in this redraft, and I have mm-hmm. a pick, pick 15. So he, would, he actually he would, probably would suit exactly. Geelong's defence, but that's because they're slow. <laughs> that's exactly what Tom Jonas So you, is. you're saying you don't rate Jonas, Tommy Jonas, who is a captain. Don't forget, he is a captain. I don't rate him above any other player on my list. I find him hard because I don't think he's big enough to match some of the big key forwards. And then he's, he's probably twi- not, a tweener. And then he's probably yeah. not agile enough to go with the smaller. So I find him really hard to place and rate. 
But if you're a captain of a team that... Like, he's not, I'm not... We're not saying he's a horrible player or anything like that. I just don't think he's... I don't think he's better than the other players on the list. I just think exactly like what Nate said. He's just... He's... I think Port Adelaide fans are going to have your head just yeah. too. He's, <laughs> he's, he's not as good. He's not as good as the as other big key defenders, and he's not as good as the mid tier intercept marking guys. All right. Well, pick there's, sixteen. There's a lot of just quickly. There's a lot of captains of clubs in this draft though that we're going through. Yeah, it'd be about five now, wouldn't it? Well, who who was the captain? It was, Parker, it was Lynch, Parker, Heppel, Swallow, Swallow, and Tommy Jones. Jonas, and there's one more, I think. When you look at uh, it, like, no, he, uh, he, he was a vice captain. He was a vice captain, and the other guy that I was thinking of in Kerno, he was a he was going to be captain, but he turned it down for family issues. But we'll get onto that later. All right, well, I got pick sixteen. Who's going to Port Adelaide? And you ripped him in the last pod. You <laughs> ripped him. You're going with the priority pick as well. He went priority pick to West West Coast. I'm going with Jack Darling. Yeah, I think all Australian. Um, good forward. With how he's playing now, I don't, I, I'm not taking any of that back with how he's playing. Yeah, because he's just. But if you know he, he's, you he's get a ten, self, he's a selfish player, and yeah. he's not he's not helping their forward line by being that selfish. But if you can get ten good years out of him, which I think West Coast have gotten yeah. probably good five years out of him. See, I disagree. I think he's probably only had four, three, three or four. But like he haven't won good, a premiership. No, three. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's. At, he had three or four good seasons before that. Once again, he was inconsistent. He'd miss very easy shots on goal. Once again, he'd be selfish, taking snaps over his head when he shouldn't have been. Like, at the, especially if you look at all the really good forward lines, like the Geelong forward line when it was up and going, when Hawthorne was up and going, they were all so unselfish. And and when when they had chances to kick snap goals or anything like that, they'd still be trying to look for their teammates. Yeah. Occasionally, he's still going to get some really good goals, like. Acker for Brisbane, Steve Johnson, all these guys, they're gonna they're gonna kick some really Didac, come on. If you're gonna start saying good small <laughs> no, no, forwards, you've got to say Diddy Diddy Didac. But they're gonna they're, Yes, okay. <laughs> but I'm gonna try and stick there and find with sometimes because I know how much you watch them. So but if you look at all those forward lines, those guys kick goals from anywhere. Yeah. But in those in those really good seasons, they were always the ones looking to, for somebody else. A Richard supporter would have said Castagna. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, yeah. Worst set, set shot. Worst set shot I've ever seen. I agree with some of Ash's points, but I think the amount of goals he has kicked, and as a second, I don't think he could be your number one forward. He's not the number one banana. But as, as a, a second, second with your banana. Second, <laughs> as second fiddle, yes. he, um, he, he would be a really nice pick. How many goals do you reckon he's kicked, Ash, in his career? Uh, 320. Nate? I think he's above four, isn't he? Four fifty. Yeah. Oh, he's at four fifty. Yeah. Oh, he's had a good career. I'm not saying that. Just I only played two hundred thirty-seven games. I, I think he might have. Has he kicked more than Tom Lynch? He has, yeah. Nah, Tom Lynch just passed five hundred this weekend. Did he? Past four hundred. Wasn't it five hundred? Oh, I'm pretty sure it was four. We're gonna double check that. Yeah. Pretty like, sure he just passed five hundred. That's tax for another day. <laughs> <laughs> but you go with you go with those two key forwards yeah. though. Like they've both done all they can, pretty much. Yeah, Goal past yeah. yeah, past 400. I'm going to double check because I swear I saw something about Yeah, that. no, like, like I said, I'm not... It's just with how he's playing right now, that was more my knock. With how he played on the weekend and how frustrated Josh Kennedy was, there's no way... There's no way I'd be getting in Josh Kennedy's way. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> <laughs> 
So true. So true. All right, pick 17. Um, wait, did you know who Ben Jacobs was with pick 16? Was he the North Melbourne midfielder? Yep. Yeah. He's Tagger. Yeah. But he went, he got drafted to Port. Yeah. Got drafted to Port. And I didn't then, even see his name in there. I've seen it. But, but he still won't be in my top nah. three. Four, but... Yeah. He's another one that probably never got a shot. Like, he always was just the tagger or he was out of the team. So, yeah. he's a hard one to judge. Pick 17, Sean Attlee, who went to North Melbourne. Any news on him as well? Nah. 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 I think <laughs> he's he been very helpful. I think he's just too one-dimensional, though. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's just a runner and... Thank you, kid. Yeah, and his skills probably aren't that good. He's just He just takes ground. Yeah. My dad always said, you can always polish a turd, but it's still a turd, so... <laughs> Um, pick 17, Ash, who you got? Uh, I'm going to go with this pick. I, I bypassed him before for David Swallow. I'm going to go back to him because no one took him. Um, thank God. So I'm going to go with Sam Manigola. With how he's, with how he's gone later at stages of, the career, of his career, um, like later stages of these few seasons, like he's been in All-Australian contention. He started to... And to get him at um, pick 17... I think I'd be pretty happy with him running on my wing or, or going through my midfield because he proved even uh, when he was first coming into the team, he could definitely play midfield and, and play it well. And then since he's moved to the wing, he's made that his own as well. So he's, he's a versatile player and, and can do do a lot. Skills are really good. Um, yeah, can't really go past him. I was just shaking his head, so I'd that, like to know his opinion. I, I just don't know. Like, There's a couple of players I see on the list here that's still available. That I think in their prime have had better seasons than Menegola, but you did say that he has been injury prone. So have we seen Menegola's best? Like that's the only argument. I'm not like I said, like he the the best like with someone's best performance. See, I or, don't know if there's many guys that have been. Yeah, they might have had that on the on the list from what I'm looking at. I think there's been guys that have had really good. Like maybe one season or really good two or three games like in a finals um, campaign but Sam Manigol has also had some good games in finals and he's had some really like some really consistent seasons now and he's put it he's put it together especially in the last four seasons he's had some really consistent football and I, I think I think he's I, that's why I've taken him here and I had him almost before David Swallow before as he's been that consistent in his He's shown that he can be versatile and play in big games. So Sam Anagoa was a rookie draft as well. Yeah. And then he's been drafted three times as well because he got delisted. Yeah, they just kept putting him on. So he was on the Hawthorne list first, zero games. Was on Mm -hmm. Freya's list for four years, zero games. Got picked up to Geelong's played a hundred games since then. Um and kicked seventy two goals. Thoughts on that name? I think he's a really good player, so uh I don't know what Hawks and, and Freo sort of seen early on. Well, um, he, at what type, what, is, what position? Maybe a work rate thing or something, maybe. It like must have been rate. some sort of what? attitude because he's, he's a big body, he can move, he can kick. Well, Hawthorne and Freo are both in their primes of those years. Yeah, so who, whose spot is he really taking? Yeah, he was just on the fringe there and whether he, he might have chose to leave as well. Don't forget, sure. Josh Kennedy, captain of Swans, was at Hawthorne as well and moved. Like, yeah. That Hawthorne team would have been hard to get in. That Freo team, if he's playing as an inside mid, which this is what the position he has as an inside mid, I, I think he's a winger, yeah? Like, he's a winger now, but he, when he first came into Geelong's team, he yeah. was an inside mid. When, at Freo, when he, at the time, there was heaps of inside mids, wasn't there? Like, you got Fife, um, 
Not the ball. Not Monday. so much at that time, I don't think. Monday. What was that? Um, with like Heath Black and Heath all those Black. guys were there. I think. Was Hazelby still running around? Yeah, he would have been. Yeah. yeah. So like, and Ross Lyon was his coach, so he was never succeeding there. So, um, <laughs> but Geelong, like, yeah. Too slow for him, well, Chris Mayne was there as well. So yeah, maybe. Honestly, it could have been. But I, I just reckon someone's best because I don't think we've seen the best men in goal. Like, if he got drafted somewhere else, because he got picked up by Hawthorne in a rookie season, if his scenario was different and he went in the top 30, I think we'll see a different men in goal than what we've got. Yep. I reckon this is the worst-case scenario for him yep. in his career. Because he is a good player. I just don't think he's higher than what... There's some other players on this board. Uh, I'll have to see... Yeah. You've got it. Was it you? No, it's no, no, it's pick 18. Matt Watson to Carlton, never heard of him. <laughs> Obviously, did not make it really well, he and did. terrible pickup by you Carlton. He was a full back. He was a pure. Full, I think he might have played centre back as a kid. But what team did he play for? Uh, Carlton. Oh, no. sorry, Calder. I reckon, yeah, yeah. and he was in a pretty good side there, so he had a bit of freedom. So I think when he went to Carlton, he was just full back or, or yeah, nothing. Would have so. helped that mid midfield was what Prestia. Yeah. was it Prestia? Prestia, Wallace, and Libba. So. Yeah, so. <laughs> didn't, it didn't get down there too often. Yeah. I don't yeah. Think. <laughs> um, so well, who you got with eighteen? Well, I went. This guy was the only ruck when I could see that sort of had any talent. I went Scott Lysette at this pick. Um, I think I don't know. I don't think he did too much, and I don't know if he got too much of a go at West Coast. But when he's been given the chance to be the number one ruck at Port Adelaide, um, I think he's shown what what sort of talent he is. So he single handedly won them the grand final. I'm going to say because he physically beat up Grundy. There was moments in that game where you're expecting Grundy to go take control of that ruck situation, and he single handedly beat him off that performance he gets a massive four year money deal to Port Adelaide where that's where he got drafted from was Port Adelaide as in Port Adelaide Magpies but he's a player like you said if he's given the chance to play he can play Nat Nui going down he gets the freedom of playing as the, as the number one Ruckman suiting but as you uh, as I'm going to say here hits a scoreboard you don't see many Ruckman hit the scoreboard he kicked 45 goals in his seven years at West Coast but only 70 games or 70 odd games yeah. Goes to Port Adelaide, 57. And he's a good tap ruckman. He's a good... Yeah. He's like a, sometimes a Mumford, but he's also a good runner. Like, I, I, I don't disagree with that pick. He was in my list, but yeah. I didn't have him that high. I, I had him a bit lower as well. Just, he was on my list, but for a ruck... He's the only ruckman. If you're going on what you kind of need or what, what if you're yeah. looking at your team, I guess you, you kind of have to get him in there because, yeah, he is probably the only ruckman that even... I, don't, I actually didn't even see anyone could even be a Ruckman no. other than him. That was all I seen, and I just thought I had him that high because I just thought he could actually impact a game it, a little a bit more than some of these other guys that I've got yeah. below him. Yeah, no, I don't, yeah, like I said, I don't disagree with the pick. I just I, I thought he probably was a bit lower, but I'm happy you took him. We'll leave some other players for me. I'm surprised you didn't go Sipos so you can go to the NFL. <laughs> no, that's, I was gonna, I was gonna make that, a, make that a thing at the end. I was gonna say, who's your best NFL player here <laughs> in this draft? So, all right, let's take a third quarter break and and hit the final quarter real hard. All right, last quarter. Yep. Big picks coming in. Late We're actually the, this late is in the draft. You can have some potential picks here. Late in the have... draft, like I'm looking at my draft board and it's all over the place now. Like I assume that most drafts yeah. are like, which is really good. Like we're getting a full, full uh, experience here. But pick, 
pick 19, Isaac Smith. We covered him earlier in, the, in this pod. Nathan. Which clearly you would have been very happy to get yeah. Isaac Smith looking at that. Yeah, that's a huge steal. Yeah. Um, I have gone another attacking halfback, yeah. and I've gone Jason Johannesson. Mr. Norm Smith himself. Yeah, so. Stole our Norm Smith, Ash. Should have gone to pick him. No, I still, ha- I still have him. Though. <laughs> I was on both of them. But and again, a premiership player, Norm Smith medalist. Yeah. Once again, stands what, up in 19. Yeah. He played really well in last year's grand final as well. I'll have to admit. Um, he's played well for a lot of years, and I'm not sure if he's injured this year or he's just fallen off the face of the earth. I think he's fallen out of favour with Bebo, yeah, but yeah. I, I like that pick. That was my next pick. Uh, that's who I was alluding to, like his best. Yeah. He, oh yeah. No, I knew good. I knew mm. the people you were going for, but that's what I was trying to say with consistency over seasons. He he goes, he seems to go in and out, and he's sort of really a flair. It, he's he's a kind of a flair player, but it could be a few weeks of flair. Yeah. So and then he could drop away, and he could go missing for three or four weeks, and then come back and be the star player again. So I think on a good team. He's just that again, that icing on yeah. the cake. We're hearing yeah. that with Fife and that at the moment. But on a on a poor team, I think he he's not a great defender, and I don't really know a role that he can play apart from yeah. just all out attack. He's seen, too small for the midfield. Yeah, and well. and you kind of seen um, in the I think it was in the grand fi- in one of the grand finals they actually full tagged him. They they played a defensive forward on him, and it took him right out of the game. And he didn't. They they couldn't like they they were trying to use him to use the ball. And because they he was getting shut down, they, he couldn't find the ball any other way, and that's that's the other thing. Like with say Manny Gola, for example, can find his own footy and can can get out of that stuff, yep. and can still make his own make his own. I uh, feel that the two positions that he's known for is the half high half forward and yep. then the half back are the t- or two of the hardest positions to actually play a role because sometimes the ball just goes over you. Your head, you can fade in and out of games because it's not always ball dominated. Yep. Dominated, sorry. But I do like JJ at that pick. I, I thoroughly rate him. He'll look better in a Collingwood top than a doggy top. Cool. But his, his last year's finals run for him personally was actually pretty decent, especially yep. with the season that he had throughout where he was not in favour with yep. Bevo. So what were you going to say, mate? I was just going to say on the comparison, say to Menegola, like you were saying, a player that's got the talent though to to get tagged like you yeah. know how damaging he yeah. can be so um, yeah, he, yeah he's just a I couldn't really go past yeah. him no, I, like, I like that I like him at that point I think I had him actually at exactly that point <laughs> at 19 so um, no I can't, can't go had past had at 16 um, I'm gonna go hang for on a, oh okay yeah sorry <laughs> yeah, jumping again. yeah I was gonna I was gonna <laughs> jump ahead did you play Geelong Falcons when you were yeah do you remember a guy named Jaden Pitt no, I don't. Yeah, exactly my point. Because he got picked <laughs> at 20 yeah. to Frio. Um, surely you can do better than that, Ash, in this redraft. <laughs> Who is he? Know, how, many games, how many games did he play? Now, now played hearing, 10 games. Now hearing that, I, I'm thinking I might actually try and just pick somebody well, good I think for them. Dalhouse, I think, was at the Falcons. And he, again, the power of the dreadlocks, I think. Yeah. He was a star back then. So he was probably the only one that... Yeah, you sort of recognised. Well, it's going to be something to do with the dreads. Well, you got to stand out. If you had fluoro boots, you used to stand out. Yeah, but so. as soon as you, as soon as they get rid of them, they turn into different players. They're completely different. Maybe it gives them some form of confidence. Again, Dalhouse went to, <laughs> to Geelong, so he had to go to the old man stage of his career and yeah. be really slow. <laughs> yes, that's true. So, but who you got at pick um, twenty, Ash? All right. 
can't believe I'm gonna do this, but, <laughs> but I'm gonna I'm gonna do it because I think when he was playing and he was firing, he was so actually dominant that you couldn't go past him, and it's gonna be Harley Bennell. I'm gonna. He's oh, got it. He's got to be. Not my, where I thought he's he was going to be. Top, be my next it's got to be in my top twenty-four because of how good he was. If you have thirty-something touches and five goals in an AFL game, or four goals in an AFL game, you've got to be a superstar. And unfortunately, everything that happened to him with his calves and and everything, and then everything else derailed for him. But when he was playing, he was an out-and-out star. So his four seasons that. Because he only pl- pretty much played four seasons. I know he played a lot more than yeah. that. But his four good seasons yeah. can rival those of the top five picks, I reckon, in this draft. Yeah. Because he was that good. I'll give him that. Yeah. But the off-field, the injuries, yeah. that that scares me a bit. Especially yeah. with my next pick. Who Especially because Freo stuffed up the other pick as well. I was like, oh, maybe I shouldn't give it to him just because they've already <laughs> had some hardship. Yeah. <laughs> well, as you said earlier, Gold Coast had to take him on yeah. pure talent. He's yeah. probably, yeah, he's the top couple on pure talent and he showed that. Yeah. So, did you play against Jed Lamb? Yeah. Any good? Good as a forward. Good as a forward. That's it. He, he's one of, he's, very selfish, I found. So he was one of those where you just snap it from anywhere, but but could kick him as well. So he, yeah, com- he, yeah. could, he uh, couldn't hold it against him because he could kick him. But if you're on his team, you'd probably be pretty frustrated. The old irrational confidence guy thinks yeah. he can kick it from the car park. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'm got Swans had this pick, and I'm I'm not going to go with my original pick because he would have gone to this side. So I'm going to change it up. I'm actually going with an Anzac Day medal winner. Who's made a name for himself at uh, Adelaide? I'm going with Paul Seedsman. I do like the Seed CD. Like he was very good at Collingwood. I know why we got rid of him. Um, but half backer, then got moved to the wing. Like I said, good Anzac Day medal winner. If you win an Anzac Day medal, you're uh, doing well for yourself. Um, but yeah, that that was my next pick. He's one. If he could get consistent. He he would be a star. He, he's just lacked a bit of consistency. Found that it was a with, bit... with injuries yeah. and that as well. But I, I think me and Nate actually spoke about this today, and I think we just happened to mention we're just like, like Paul Seaman is so hard to pick in this top twenty-four, but you almost can't leave him out at the same time because exactly like that, like his consistency or injuries have just sort of as he gets going, then something happens and he misses three weeks. Yeah, or and it's happened his whole career and. I mean, I, I wasn't a big fan of him at Collingwood. He, he did some good things and he did, I some, do nice, this. And he did some nice <laughs> things, but he also he also just lacked... Um, I don't, the I don't polish. Know. He lacked, couldn't yeah. deliver the footy that well. Decision-making. Yeah, Actually, you're now talking me out of my pick. No, you know, oh, you're really talking me out of my pick. It's the composure factor. Like, yeah. he, he really lacked that composure, and at Collingwood, he seemed to just take, ten, take his 10 steps and just kick it 60 metres yeah. just because he could, and it was a turnover majority of the time because he didn't actually kick it to anywhere good and now in his later stage of his career I like actually really like him at Adelaide and he just purely on that I was I was going to still take him in my top 24 purely because of how he's played now in the last three seasons at Adelaide and he he provides some really good leadership and run on the wing and he's found that composure in, in uh, I guess his older age he's like, I know he must have matured up a little bit and realised, oh, my hammy's going, so I can't kick it as far, so I might actually have to hit somebody up. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, 
It just, yeah, I, I think that's, I think that's been the the big turnaround for him, and he's he's a vital player for Adelaide when he's in the team. Yeah, well, um, yeah, you just I'll bring it. it back to you. Yeah, <laughs> thanks, man. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah I, I just like to see Anzac Day winner. If you win a medal in that, you hold hold differently, I reckon. So you like Zaharakis? No, nah, hate him. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, he, he deserved it, that game. Why would McCaffrey hit him like that? Oh, just the memories. But um, pick 22 was Mitch Wallace, um, Wallace to the Dogs. Mm-hmm. I got the pick. And I'm tossing between two players. I'm tossing between Mitch a player Wallace. that's... Huh? Mitch Wallace. No, actually I'm not. Um, a player that really defined the pressure, the small pressure forward. Mm-hmm. And another one as a key position forward who fell off the face of the earth after he got traded. Um, but his best... I think I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with Josh Jenkins at pick 22 because he's best. He kicked 82 goals in a season. As a key forward, he hit pinch hit in the ruck. Wasn't that great? Yeah, it was but at least 40 from the goal square, though. Yeah. <laughs> he did get a, on the end of a lot of them. Loves, loves an over-the-back goal. Yeah, he does. He does. <laughs> but I think if you're the dogs at that stage, they needed a key forward. Yeah. So right. I, 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 And I, to kick 80 goals, you still have to do something right. So... <laughs> Um, and yeah. he he helped out Tex a lot. Like that's what a lot of people forget. Like he did take because Tex is not known as a contestant mark. Where Jenkins was the contestant mark king player. I think yeah, his best was like five points to a game or something like that. Yeah. So over that, that year they made the grand final. So I'm going with um, Josh Jenkins at 22. But you could have convinced me for the other small forward. I don't know if you guys are picking him. Yeah, that's gonna be my pick. I'd say. Yeah. Um, but yeah, is it is it me now? Yeah, so pick twenty three to the Cats was Guthrie. Okay, that's so, just absolute steal. Yeah, that's, a, that's an absolute steal. <laughs> and like, I mean, to go back on our point uh, on my point earlier as well, like just after the top six, now look at like our picks now. Yeah, the amount that have come from rookie draft from, um, which I think the next probably six or seven would have probably come from the rookie draft, like. On my list, anyway, Tom Jonas was in there as well, so he would be down here for me. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, Gunn picked him, and he's, he's happy with his pick. Oh, happy. Very happy. Um, Very happy. Yeah, so, like, just look at that and how many guys have been late picks to not being picked in the actual draft and to come, like, realistically, they're the top 20, 25 players in this draft. It's ridiculous. So, Cats had two picks inside the top 25. They picked up... Um, Billy Smets at uh, pick 15, which in our redraft, we took him at Tom Jonas. Yep. So they get another keeper's unit back. And then they had Guthrie at pick 23, who they get now mm-hmm. to... Well, they would they made the grand final, won the grand final this year. So who helps them in this grand final, Ash? You got pick 23. Pick 23? I'm going to go exactly who you would have been talking about in the small forward. Um, define the small forward. Like, he really defined yeah. it. And I'm going Luke Dalhouse at... That's not who yeah, I was talking about. <laughs> you just yeah. sh- shattered my dreams. <laughs> nah, I'm going to go Paul Pilopo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I've got to go here. We, I already started writing the number <laughs> next to his name. You really got me. <laughs> I, knew, I knew that's who you are going for. I just wanted to throw you out. But um, no, nah, uh, he obviously, like you said, he did define the small forward and he played like... He, he was so vital to that Hawthorne forward line in their premiership years just with how much pressure and, and um, 
biggest and, quads I've ever seen off a small bloke. And I honestly, <laughs> and he he almost brought in the fact that even as a small forward, you could still go for big marks as well. Like he's one of those guys that it, obviously wasn't the first or anything to do it, but to be as small as he was and to still take big contested marks and and everything, and then get on the ground and do the grunt work as well. He was just such a such an important player to that Hawthorne team, and he he helped and provided that ground support for I, Buddy and I think you're missing the Ruckhead. best keeper part of him. He was so hard to tackle as well. He was so strong through the yeah. hips. His claw work was amazing. So he was able to break a tackle, get the handball off. He wasn't known to snap goals, but he was crafty enough to make something happen. So and being what well, Alistair Clarkson, who won three grand finals in a row, they made four grand finals. Got to say he was the first forward above Buddy and Ruffhead on the list on the fact of the pressure that he brought. So yeah. that was my other reason why I, want, I was tossing and turning between him. But I love that pick. Can't argue that. And uh, pick 24, Nath, was uh, Jamie Cripps, who went to the Saints before he made his way back to West Coast. Who do the Saints mess up with this pick? Because this is on the back of them, their second grand, or third grand final, sorry, because they drew. Yep. And um, they just started to capitulate after that. So who's there for a really, really bad time? Oh. <laughs> it's, a, it's a tough one because I've got I've got a midfielder turned forward who I really like, and then I've got a, sort of a key position That's swing man right. who um who I don't really rate but has sort of proved Tom me wrong. McDonald. Yeah, yeah, so I'm, so I'm you sort of Mitch Wallace and Tom McDonald. Yeah, yeah. well, you're gonna put it in perspective. Revolt and Cozzy are still there. Yeah, but on the but on the on back, back end, end, and right now he probably slots into their team. Yeah, week in week out. Um, and he, he takes I, a um, king factor, like helps him. But I probably can't go him, and I like Mitch Wallace too much to yes. leave him out of the top twenty-four. So Oof. I am, I am gonna go with Wallace, but it's a very, it's a tough pick that one. And there, obviously there's Crips as well. But and a lot of people are forgetting forget how good Mitch good. Wallace yeah. was as, as a mid, Rico. No, as as a midfielder, as like, a mid and a forward that one or two years where he played sort of that dusty role where he played out of the player, out of the goal like. square. He he could seriously play and. Well, yeah. injuries have crueled him. Even the 2016 campaign when they won the grand final. Yeah. That he missed out because of a Rico. Was it, did he have the late one? Was Bob Murphy the first one and then Wallace was the late one? I don't think he had a Rico. Yeah, no. he missed the grand final. Yeah, but I don't think he had a Rico that year, was it? Um, I, I reckon he was just... I think he did a hammy or something for back then. I think he did a Rico um, a couple of seasons after. Yeah. But because um, it was Bob Murphy, he was the only yeah. one that did yeah. the ACL that year. And I think that was in like about round eight or something like that. But um, yeah, Mitch. Oh yeah, so he yeah. suffered the leg injury where he kicked the low. Oh panel yeah, he broke his leg. Yeah, we'll move on from that. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to see Nate do that on video. No. Look at that. Yeah. that. That should be a special segment for us actually. Oh. Nah. Watching Nate, watch videos. React, <laughs> live reactor. I just have my eyes closed the whole time. Can't that. No more. But no, I've gone with Mitch Wallace anyway. I think even just as a pure leader, I think he looks like the player who could who you'd want to play with again. Well, he knocked back numerous money offers last season and just stayed with doggies now just to help guide them through um hopefully another return well, to I think was he, he was a father son as well yeah like he, he's just doggies through and through so he's yeah he stayed really loyal yeah are we doing any more selections or are we done no nah, we'll we'll, fi- we'll finish our draft there but we can do some honorable mentions i don't know you yeah. like to do that but there's there's so many guys and i think we even left some of the guys 
off that you could probably leave in the honourable mention. Who would you have out of, of the honourable mention? Who would have been your next pick? Kerno, Fasolo, Dalhouse, Polak. It's Caddy. Caddy. Yeah, oh, so know, Caddy. I've, I've, got, Caddy. I've got still left. I've got Dalhouse, Jamie Cripps, Tom McDonald, who's a premiership player, Luke Dalhouse, premiership oh, yeah. player. Tom you got two premiership players there. Then you've got Josh Caddy. Is he a premiership player now? Yeah, yeah. two times. Yeah, he was. Two yeah. Um, and then you've, then you've got then the likes of um, Sam Day, who had a really good start to his career, sort of after his injury, his hip injury and that, he sort of hasn't been able to get back to it. If he was able to be a second forward his yeah. whole career, I think he could have been But he was, very, he was, very he was good. dominant when he was, when, like the year he did his hip, he was going very, very well, and then he obviously had the hip injury. But then you've got the likes of Sean Attlee, Alex Vasolo, Michael Hibbard, Alex Johnson, another premiership player. Obviously hard was, luck story. Obviously, it was riddled by injuries in the end. But then you've got who, who would have been your next pick? Yeah. Then, you, then you've got Ed Kerno. Yeah, that's my and, next pick. And this guy, this guy, we obviously play against him now in our league, but in Camp Pedersen. I knew that was coming. But, <laughs> I knew that was coming. No, but with how he was at Melbourne, I think he was a really underrated player that they delisted way too early. I think they delisted him two seasons too early because they struggled. Like for those, two, especially that, um, I think it was the 2018 20, 2018 and twenty nineteen, maybe even twenty twenty. They really struggled for a forward, that's and that's when they that's when they switched so. Tom McDonald up forward and that. And Pedersen was proven had proven already that he could take contested marks and and be a key position player for him. I said to my wife, I'm going, you watch Ash will bring Cam Patterson into this play. <laughs> well, I wouldn't podcast. mind it if he stayed at Melbourne. It would have saved us a few hard times. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. <laughs> um, but yeah, like there's so many guys and that's not even, that's not even all the guys on the, like in the draft that have played, have had half decent careers in the AFL. So it was actually quite a stacked draft, but it was so even. It's interesting to see because the recruiters may not have got the top picks right, but I think they got they got a the lot late. of the later picks and and even rookie picks really right. So yeah, yeah. Well, in all honesty, out of all the drafts, this has been the hardest draft because if you look at the other drafts, even when yeah. we're there's, usually, there's usually ten to fifteen like just easy picks. Oh, like it has to be in the top fifteen. Where this one, this one sort of you like, can argue, like we said, like from five to forty, probably you could have anyone anywhere. And but it doesn't. It doesn't matter. Like um, the other thing with the other drafts is there's a massive drop off. Where the talent does not drop off. Like you, yep. they've all had pretty good careers. So with this whole Gold Coast concessions, let's have a look at who Gold Coast would have taken with our rookie drafts. But like they picked up Ablett, they picked up. Um, Campbell Brown who was the other players they picked Michael uh, Hunt Bock was it yeah Bock Adelaide, uh, Adelaide. Adelaide. Adelaide yeah. he would have been good if he stayed healthy Jared yeah. Brennan from Brizzy yeah um, uh, no, no, what's his name is. from Brizzy as well Risk Tally Risk Tally yeah that was a good get so they had Parker McGovern and Lynch in their first three picks then they would have had Lions um, Heppel Guthrie, who's <laughs> um, pick eleven? Who do we? Basha Hooli. Oh my God, Basha Hooli. <laughs> I think that's it. Yeah. Oh, thirteen. Who's pick thirteen? And Libba. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> I gotta. I gotta also mention they had sort of two chances at this as well because they did have the year before where they got all the the under seventeen. I think they might have had ten picks at that. Yeah. 
So they, they sort that of would have been hard to do because now there's talks of the Tassie. They can't do what they did with um, GWS and Gold Coast because if Tassie follow the GWS model, they're going to be like GWS where they just keep getting first round talent all the time, yeah. and that's not really it dilutes it for the rest of the yeah for the rest of the teams. And if you have multiple first round picks every year, like it's just stupid. Mm-hmm. But then if you fail at it, you'll be like Gold Coast who are irrelevant for the majority of their time. Well, for the whole time, really. Yeah, they haven't even made finals. So, like, it goes to show this it doesn't work. If you're doing it being expansion, it should be that if you're from Tassie or represented them at the state carnival, that you can choose to take your contract there or something like that. They have to find a different way to get it and not let the team have a top 10 pick because they can get it completely wrong. And we just saw it with that. But yeah. on that... I'm all good. Are you good? Yeah, I'll finish. Oh, I think it was pretty fun. Thanks for joining yeah. us, Nath. That was a lot of fun. Maybe yeah. next time bring a bit more insight into the <laughs> players when we ask you. So that'd be nice. Well, I, I know a few of the lower picks, though. I don't, a lot of these guys were, fr- were interstate. So, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. That's where they messed up then. We all know Victoria's where you get the good players from. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, take that, South Australia. <laughs> but no, thank you. Thank you, Nath. We'll and finish, thank you, Ash. We'll finish it there and um, we'll see you on our next podcast.